Lose the Cape Podcast, Episode 44. Welcome to the Lose the Cape Podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Today on the show, we are featuring Lisa Chin, who is a holistic mama to a happy two-year-old girl. Those are the fun times, aren't they? She works full-time as an operations analyst at a consulting firm and also enjoys writing. Um, so as a writer myself, I'm gr- I can't wait to talk to her about her blog, Lisa For Real, and all that she has going on there. But interestingly, she has recently begun the process or is almost done with the process of putting together a virtual summit for mothers. This is the fourth trimester summit, and she's featuring interviews with mommy and baby experts. So I know this is something we're probably going to spend the most of our time talking about, being that this is a motherhood podcast. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you for being here. And I look forward to learning all about all this different stuff. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I never actually heard myself being introduced like that, so it's really cool. <laughs> How are you normally introduced? <laughs> not with like all the, and they're not even accolades, but you know, not with all that detail, right? It's oh. like, oh, this is Lisa, and this, you know, it's. So it's well, you've different. got accolades. You should yeah. be accoladed. <laughs> well, thank no. you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, it's pretty awesome because, I mean, you're working full-time outside of the home, correct? Yes, I get to work at home a lot, um, but I do have an office that I go to at least a couple times a week. Wow, so that's that's a lot, managing a, I'm sure, very active toddler. Um, when, <laughs> when did you decide, were you blogging before um, the baby came along, or is that something that you just decided you needed an outlet from motherhood? <laughs> Oh, it's a, that's a, I'm going to try to keep it short because it's kind of like a long story. Um, but I've always wanted to do something. I've, I've always had this desire to do something else, um, mm-hmm. to start my own business, to do other things. You know, like in school, I was a kid who was in all the different extracurriculars and in all the sports. And not that I was really good at sports being, you know, five feet tall and, <laughs> um, you know, not very fast and not very agile, but I participated in all of them. Um, and I really just loved keeping busy and just learning through everything Mm -hmm. that I'm involved in. And so I kind of carried that through me with college. And then also even after I graduated college, I started working in a consulting firm, a different one. And I, um, and, and I got a business idea for, um, a catering service for new moms. And then I realized, well, how do I make it different? I realized, realized I had to, make nutrition kind of the differentiating factor. And from there, I learned about holistic health coaching and dove into self-development. And I've started a bunch of different things. I call them my internet breadcrumbs. Like I've started, you know, a bunch of different like side businesses. I health coach for a while. I sold oils for a while. I've started a networking group for holistic health practitioners. Um, I've I have another blog called The Healthy Isle that is kind of dormant. It's kind of still there. Um, so I've, I've dabbled in a lot of different things. So it's right. not that. But Lisa For Real is the first time I've attached my name to something. And it took me quite a while to kind of get to the point where I was comfortable saying, this is me. This is who I am. And it's the culmination of, you know, of a year plus long journey in self-identity. 
And so I deemed um, 2015 the year of self-identity. So that was kind of like my theme for the year. Um, and I was trying to figure out who am I? You know, I kind of came to this realization of, I didn't really know who I was. I've always identified myself as um, in relation to other things. I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a, an employee, I'm a student. And it took me a while to come to the point where I was like, oh, I, I don't know who I am. Like, what do I stand for? What is my purpose? What is my essence? Um, and so it took me a while. I did all these different things. I've yet to outline them in the blog, but did all these different things to kind of get to, the, to understanding who I was intrinsically and internally. And so that blog is kind of the manifestation of that journey of figuring out who I am. Um, and so I've been, I write, I, I've, it's hard to say, but like I am a writer. I, I, I enjoy writing. Um, I What I do a lot is I'll come up with like an idea of what I want to write about. And then I'll, I have this Google document on my phone. And I, you know, usually I'm not at a computer when I have this like epiphany or this urge right. to write. And so, <laughs> we rarely are. <laughs> exactly. Especially when you're a mom, right? You're like, oh, great. I have to wait until tonight, you know, after my daughter's asleep to write. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to grab my phone. I'm going to jot down a couple of notes. Or sometimes it's like when I'm brushing my teeth. So I'm like, all right, put down the toothbrush, like type it all out. And then um, a lot of what I share on the blog is things I've written before. Um, and I have this, actually this section on a lot of my posts um, where it's the inspiration for mm -hmm. the blog. And it's, what, how did I come up with this idea? And I, I put that there because I want to show that, you know, ideas can come from anywhere. Right. And that we, you know, and that we can take that opportunity and like kind of hold on to it and, and, and they can manifest in a lot of different ways. Um, and like my whole thing, like kind of what I figured out my purpose and what my, who I am is to live an inspired life. And so it's to be excited about my day to day, to follow what calls to me in terms of projects, in terms of how to raise my daughter, in terms of what, you know, to eat, you know, eat just even that stuff. Um, you know, who to reach out to for help, like all that just to live an inspired life. And I realized that um, it's a very big difference in living an inspired life and living an inspired life. Mm -hmm. And so living an inspired life is to really live for yourself and to live for what you stand for, for what calls to you. And living an inspiring life is really to live for other people. To try to inspire other people is really mm -hmm. not what I feel any of us should be doing. We should be right. living for ourselves right it takes too um, much energy to do that <laughs> oh boy it does so yeah so that's a long answer but um but yeah so that's that's kind of what i'm hoping to get through to you know my readers on the blog um and it's still very much a work in progress because mm -hmm. we are always a work in progress as right. i see right. it um but so i, I that's you know where i want to share who i am kind of at the deepest level not you know to kind of push away those fears of what have existed in sharing, you know, my truth. Mm -hmm. And who oh, that's, that's really cool. I am, um, I hadn't gotten a chance to go over and check out any of your posts yet, but I am definitely going to go there now. I'm, I'm interested to see what all you write about. Um, so you describe yourself as a holistic mama. I mean, I think we've all heard the word holistic and kind of have an idea or of what we think that is, but how, what do you describe being a holistic mama as? What does that mean? Yeah, that's, um, it's also deep. I mean, I think anything that, <laughs> like, you can take these, these uh, questions. Let's woo-woo here. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, you can, 
I think that, you know, how we define ourselves is, is very much how we define ourselves. So like a ho- my version of a holistic mom is going to be different than some other people's. Um, mm-hmm. But the way that I see it is, is on a lot of standpoints because of the word holistic. Um, I tend to, I guess, overcomplicate things and see things from a lot of different angles. So that's how I see motherhood. I see holistic motherhood as taking care of myself, um, seeing myself and like as a mom, but also as someone else. Um, and then also with, in regards to my daughter, you know, being a holistic mother is to have a holistic approach to mothering. Mm-hmm. So there ever physically. So what food she eats, how I take care of her sleeping habits, how I, you know, um, what diapers I put on her, um, what kind of toys she has, and just having that all that in mind, and then also being very mindful of her mental development, um, making sure that what I do isn't going to severely emotionally scar her. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest fear of all moms, right? Exactly. <laughs> I have this um, mom friend, um, Melissa, and she shared with me, you know, I have this like this group on Facebook called the Supermom Village, and she, I was talking one day about, you know, trying, maybe I was posting an article about like not harming our children like mentally or whatever and she was like you know I got a word of advice from my friend and I and I love it and it's like you are no matter what you will be emotionally scarring your children it's just to what extent yeah exactly I've heard people say that a couple of times yeah (laughs) right um and it just that sticks with me so much that no matter what we are going to create positive and negative impacts on our children so it's just like being as mindful as we can in that process and, you know, saying I'm sorry when it, it's our fault, um, mm-hmm. just trying to raise like a good human being. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that all moms are trying their best. So I always keep that in mind. Um, but I also think that we can always seek out more information sure. from other moms, from research that's out there to make our motherhood as holistic as possible. It's interesting. Is the group um, that you mentioned, the Supermom Village, is that your group or a group that you belong in? That is a group that I started. So it was kind of started on a whim. I have, I actually don't remember why I started it, um, but I found motherhood very isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of moms do nowadays because we are, we don't live in communities. Right. Um, we don't, you know, we are approaching motherhood at different points in our lives. So our friends may not necessarily be going through it at the same time. We don't have exposure to what's normal during motherhood. So it's like super isolating because we may be encountering all these sleep issues and we don't realize that this is totally normal. So, um, so this group that I have, it's amazing. Um, it's like 200 plus moms and and some dads, some very brave gentlemen in the group and they are so open. They, you know, we kind of post about all these different things that may happen. We post, we share articles and resources. Um, and it's just been kind of my online village. It's been my place to, to kind of share tips that I've learned, but then also learn from other people as well. It's interesting because you call it the Supermom Village, and we're, of course, Lose the Cape, which is the idea that you don't have to be Supermom to be a good mom. Um, but it sounds like we have very uh, compatible philosophy uh, you just see yourselves as <laughs> super moms and we're like, Oh no, no cape. <laughs> uh, well, I thought, it, I thought of the irony when I 
when I, um, you know, when I was talking to you about the podcast and the thing is my whole thing with being a super mom is that you're a super mom and you need to own it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you need to do everything. That's not it at all. Being a super mom is about doing the best you can with the knowledge and the resources that you have. It means that you look for help when you need it. It means that you recognize when you need downtime. It means that you um, are doing the best and you recognize everyone else is doing their best. So this whole like stuff about, you know, BS about mommy wars and all that, like it doesn't exist. It should not exist because we're all doing our best. And if we can all recognize how everyone is a super mom, or everyone, you know, it's it's a it's an equalizer. So either we all right. lose the cape or we right. all put on the cape, right? right. But like no yeah. matter how you see it, it's just like you said, our philosophies are similar. We are well, doing our best. actually by the way you just described it, our philosophies are exactly the same. We just uh I like the way you do that. You say we're all super moms and we say we're all super moms. You know <laughs> yeah. so it's cool. I'll have to check out your group. Yeah, definitely. Well, that, um, yeah, I love, I love that philosophy as well. And that's what, that's what our whole thing is, is encouraging mothers and realizing that motherhood is tough, is very difficult and you should not be making it harder on yourself by trying to live up to other people's standards, you know? And standards that are not created by likely other moms, like (laughs) by markers, by people who are trying to create that discord in our lives so that we purchase something or yes. that we create that conflict so that they can make money essentially. And so that's you're exactly right. <laughs> you are exactly right. Well, let's talk about the fourth trimester summit and how did that all come about? And, um, well, I'll ask more questions as we go. how did it come about? Yeah. Um, it was like peer, I want to say like divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, it's always a long story, but I'll keep it short. I, I run the, and it's, it starts out completely not where you would think it started out. I run the wellness group at my work, um, and we ran a wellness week. And the last day of the week, which was just, like, grueling, um, I had to Uber. Like, I was frantically Ubering to the <laughs> yoga class in the morning. <laughs> it was, like, an 8 a.m. yoga class or 8.15 or something like that. And, um, of course, my daughter was, like, more than difficult that day, that morning getting off to daycare. And so... I get into the Uber and this guy starts talking about, you know, this idea he has for a business and he's like, won the lottery. It was like a weird Uber. It was only about five <laughs> minutes long. So we didn't get into the story, <laughs> but I, I went into this yoga class with this, I guess this Uber driver in my mind. And then as I'm in, I don't even think I was in Shavasana yet. Um, but maybe even before Shavasana, I was just going through my, through the practice. And all of a sudden I came up with the idea of like, Oh my God, wellness week at other companies. How cool would that be? that be? And the Uber driver was talking about restaurant week and how he's uh-huh. kind of like franchised it to different cities. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, wellness week. I should like make it bigger and like do it at different companies. I had this really cool idea that I still think could work. But um, so then I thought, how do I create this business? And I was like, well, maybe I can do a summit to kind of mm-hmm. do the seed, you know, get some seed money for it mm-hmm. um, so that I can convince my husband that I can leave my job. Right. And so, <laughs> Very I, which is, which is the goal for like my entire parenthood has been to quit my job. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> for I hope so no one from work listens, but like, that's the goal is to like, you know, get out there um, and do my own thing. And so I thought I'll do a summit because I was seeing all these different summits out there. It's really cool. I can gather some experts. I can become an expert pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I'll do it on workplace wellness. I already made some contacts. I already have some people in mind. I purchased this um, summit course from Navid Moaz's and I just thought it's gonna be awesome. I'm like, you know, I've been investing in it, but this is like, it's gonna come back to me. And then as I was mentioning, I was, I've been in this like self-identity journey and I thought to myself, okay, here I go starting something else. And, and I just launched my blog, Lisa for real. So I was like, well, let's live, let's practice what I'm preaching. Right. And so I thought to myself, what if I didn't make a dime from this summit? Would I still do it? <laughs> and I said, hell no. Right. Like I just immediately was like, what are you talking about? Like, you have to make money from this summit. Like, A, you paid for it. B, you have this business idea. And I thought, that's not really where I want to, that's not where I want to work from. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, it, and it's not even like scarcity. It's just like, like opportunity seeking. And that's right. not necessarily, you know, like, yes, we should seek opportunities, but perhaps that's not where we should start from. And so I took a step back and I asked myself, okay, I've purchased this course. I have to create something from it because I'm not going to let all that money go to waste. Right. What do I do? What do I want to focus on? And if I didn't make a dime from this, that I would be okay with. And immediately it went to moms just because of my experience. And then it immediately went to the fourth trimester because I realized that like, that's where it starts. I'm all about like, like just even through, I'm a problem solver and I'm like, what is the core of everything? And the core of everything, like the problems we have in the world, the um, like everything, like happiness and sadness and depression and all that, it starts when we're born. Mm-hmm. And what's there, mom and baby. And so to me, that's like, where can I create the biggest impact and help the biggest people? And where is there like a huge gap? And like the fourth trimester, there's this humongous gap. We go to the doctor, midwife, um, whoever our caretaker is before birth. You know, we go once a month, bi-weekly, every week, and then all of a sudden, nothing, nothing. for six weeks. Right. Nothing, right? <laughs> and so you're there with baby, and you're like, holy cow, what do I do? I'm not prepared for this. You know, you take the birthing class, but, like, they kind of cover breastfeeding, um, and then you're like, oh, I'll just figure it out. Like, you know, we're kind of all meant to do this. My instincts will kick in and you don't. And so the fourth trimester summit is like addressing all those areas that all those things that happen in those first three months that we, we don't, we're not told about, like, because we live in isolation, because we don't have mom friends, because we haven't grown up in communities where we see babies breastfeeding or we see what's normal during that postpartum period. And so that's, you know, that's how it came about. And that's like the purpose is to like fill that gap that exists right now. So your ideal audience then is going to be brand new moms. Yeah. So it's interesting because there's that the whole idea is like I'm niching down. Right. So like Mm -hmm. the fourth trimester, there's an appeal because it's this finite period. Um, There is this gap. And I do want to get to like moms who are planning Mm-hmm. we're planning for birth and then well, all of a sudden they're like too, what yeah. do I do afterwards right because the thing is like if you're in it it might be a little too late I mean right. there's like right. like yeah if if there's a new mom who signs up for my summit and they get even one tidbit out of it like it's going to be amazing but you're like so caught in the weeds that you may may not 
have the mental capacity. You may just want to veg out on Netflix and right, not right. actually listen to a summit. And so my hope is that I get moms before the, the time mm-hmm. so that they have, they're like really open to the idea that, um, that like postpartum is still like, they still have like rosy rose colored glasses on. They're like, Oh, it's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. And I want, I want them to, to carry that attitude because it should be amazing, but you know, it takes a little bit of effort on our end to do that. And then there's also going to be a lot of health professionals. I feel that will be mm-hmm. clicking in. Yeah. That's, tuning a, that's in a good this. point. Lots of health professionals that need to listen and, yeah. and understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, and because because those professionals almost always are just so passionate about the work and they're always wanting to learn. And so it's just an opportunity for them to kind of get like continuing education without, you know, paying for it or without going anyplace. So I think those are, you know, those are probably the big, you know, and then there's going to be general people are interested in birth, but that's going to be a huge minority, like a very right. small minority of the group. Right. Well, it sounds really good. And I wish there had been something like that for me because I struggled hard after having my first child. So it would have been good to know a lot of all those things. And we'll make sure that the link for people to register is in the show notes. And for those who don't know what a virtual summit is, it's a free um, online, basically conference that you can register for and usually watch um, the videos for about 24 hours after they're released. Is that how you'll be doing yours? Yeah, so um, the summit will be November 9th to the 18th. They the videos will be released for 48 hours. Oh, good. So one more time. Um, yeah, there's plenty of time for moms and moms to be and the audience to figure out exactly what they want to watch and then tune in when they can. Um, what I'm also offering is when once they sign up to receive the notices every day, they'll have um, a workbook and it'll have the schedule in there. It'll have like a little checklist. You can check off what you want to watch so that you're kind of like prioritizing already. So you're not overwhelmed when you get the daily email and you're like, Oh my God, there's four or five videos today that I need to watch. I can watch all those. So um, the idea is like, I want to get as much information out there because it's not all going to resonate with, Mm -hmm. you know, every video is not going to resonate with you as much as I have loved every single, every single interview I've had, um, you know, certain things will call out things that, um, you know, breastfeeding may be a bigger issue than, sleep. Right. But so then you can prioritize that way. But yeah, before 48 hours for that time period. Great. All right. So you have a lot of stuff going on. Um, what are some of the biggest struggles that you have in your daily juggle? How, um, you know, what's, what are the hardest parts of your day and how do you manage them? Yes. So as you can probably imagine, sleep is <laughs> a big struggle. And I do, I mean, I've always been kind of a night owl. I do very well on little sleep. Uh, my friends will all tell you that. But I've definitely hit like a, a point where I'm like at a max of sleep deprivation right now. Right. So sleep is, and then the other part is self-care. It's just, I mean, all moms face this. I mean, I think most moms face this um, if it's not prioritized correctly. So I went to a yoga class for the first time. Um, in quite a while yesterday and just meditating should be something I should be, I want to do it, you know? Um, and it's something that I want to do every day, but I don't do it every day. So self-care and sleep. I mean, I'm sure that's a very common theme with yeah. the women that you speak to here. I have to throw a plug in for my friend, Irina Miller, who does online free online yoga stuff. <laughs> So if you don't have time to fit in, going to the yoga class, we'll have to give you her um, her information so that you can find her. And they're like seven-minute videos and things like that. She's amazing mother who knows time is 
limited. Sorry, just I thought of her when you said you went to a yoga class and I was like, yeah. oh, I need to do one of her seven minute videos. <laughs> I'm totally tuning in and I am going to share that with my mom's group. So, oh, awesome. awesome. Well, I will get yeah. that. I will email you her information when we're done and it'll be in the show notes on, on this podcast. So perfect. That's awesome. Um, so what are some of the tools then that you use to help you make sure you get those fit into your schedule? Oh man. Um, biggest tools. I, I can't, I have to say I'm failing at sleep. So <laughs> I'm not sure. So you haven't found any way to help yourself. <laughs> no, um, the thing is my my husband's a very good. He, he reminds me quite often that I need to sleep mm -hmm. because he needs to sleep and he knows it and he prioritizes it above a lot of different things. Um, and so he's a good reminder for that. So, you know, I, I know it's really bad when he's like, okay, you know, it's like, you can't go to sleep by like 1am every night or like two o'clock every night. It's just not going to work. Um, and so he's a good reminder. Um, yeah, it's, I've, I've, try to break down like what my beliefs are in sleep and I think there's quite a bit of work I need to do um mm -hmm. it's probably some sort of scarcity mindset where I'm like I need to work more <laughs> to do more but also at the same time I don't start working until like nine or ten at night oh my goodness and, well <laughs> yeah because my daughter doesn't go to bed because she's like like me unfortunately um yeah I have three kids like, like that that never wanted yeah. to go to bed I feel your pain it's a nightmare it is. And, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, my God, I should have meditated more when I was pregnant so that she would have been, like, a chiller baby. <laughs> Just, <laughs> like, I created her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, do you have any um, any particularly good resources that you like to help you balance your life? Um, uh, yeah. Tips or a tip or website, book, yeah. whatever. Um, you know, the things that I do, like – when I told you I'm like a holistic mother, um, the things I do prioritize are, you know, my daughter's development and making sure that I'm not doing that too much emotional scarring. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, and I look for support. And so like what I didn't realize was that I, that I need some sort of village. So my mom's group is like an amazing resource. Like mm -hmm. yesterday I posted it about like my daughter complaining about her bum hurting. So I got just a bunch of responses from that. <laughs> But like things like things that are normal, but like I can't post it on Facebook because it's a little too out there. Right. But having a mom's group and and so like I encourage all moms to just figure out who they can talk to. Um, I'm so lucky that a mom moved in across the street from me who and I live in the city, so it's like it's kind of isolating even though there's so many moms around. Um, but she lives right across the street from me. Her son is just a couple months younger than my daughter, mm -hmm. and so like we'll just hang out at night and just kind of like decompress. And that has been so helpful for me as well. So just finding those people in your life who can support you, who, um, who you can look to for help um, has been really helpful. And then I want to say that there have been just a bunch of different sites that have helped me with mothering. And um, Janet Lansbury, she talks about like toddler behavior. Um, a lot of the principles from like attachment parenting, I've gathered, oh, evolutionary parenting with Tracy Castles. She's on my, I am so excited. She's on my <laughs> podcast, on my podcast, my summit. Um, she talks about like parenting and she talks about parenting, but it's really about the research behind how children develop and how we should parent oh. based around the research uh -huh. that exists, the evolutionary components that are relevant, like 
frequent waking up at night is normal so that, you know, we shouldn't be sleep training right. in the what's way that her, we're doing. What's her name again? Tracy Castles, but her website is called Evolutionary Parenting. Okay. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Oh, it's definitely. so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a, like, also for like the research geeks out there, right? Like yeah. scientifically minded people. Um, it, it's awesome. So, and she's like kind of, she's not so much on her website, unfortunately, but she has a little bit of like attitude to it. You know, she's like, this is what, this is right. You know, I've done my research. I, I know this inside and out. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, really cool stuff. So just finding those, I mean, finding those people out there, there's tons of parenting experts out there. Find one that resonates with you. Um, and then just joining a mom's group. I think those are like the big things. There's just, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot out there. And also, you know, for me, it's been, um, the whole self care component, even though I don't sleep and I don't go to yoga class, I do do a lot of introspection. Mm-hmm. So like finding practitioners or courses, um, Jeanette LeBlanc, she is a writer and she's, she has a course called the wild heart writers workshop, I think. And I took that earlier this year and it like completely blew my mind. Um, and it was all about like releasing yourself. Um, so she's awesome. And then, Oh, I had to, I do have to plug big magic. Cause I just, that book <laughs> completely changed my life. And that like is what spurred Lisa for real. And kind of like a lot of my mindset, um, it kind of reinforced the mindset I would think I was heading towards. Um, but Elizabeth Gilbert is genius. So yeah, that's another there's one. no doubt about that. I'm starting to think Lisa, that you and I are like brain twins because <laughs> like we have so many of the same ideas and struggles and things going on and happening. And as I listen to you, I'm like, gosh, am I interviewing myself here? <laughs> we have some differences, but it's, it's really interesting. We're a lot the so same. Cool. So, uh, you know, it's funny. I listened to several different um, podcasts for moms, for for mom bloggers, for mom uh, businesses like Dana Malstaff's um, Boss Moms podcast, and um, and some other ones. And I notice a lot of people like to ask people what's making them happy, but I like to talk about things that are like relevant and I don't not necessarily sad. I'm not, it's not the opposite of happy, but I like to know what's going on in moms worlds and what what's concerning to them. So I've added a new question to our podcast lineup, which is what are you worrying the most about right now? Uh, relative to motherhood, maybe, but what, what are the topics that are like on your mind? Oh, that's a good one. Daycare. <laughs> um, True. Is and you're at huge... that stage where it's like, eh. what? Yeah. <laughs> it's never been easy. Um, you know, I think part of being a sensitive person is that I feel my daughter a lot. Mm. Um, and so it's always been, it's, it, I think it will continue to the day that I, either she go like, she's like a big girl, like a real big girl, not like a big girl, quote unquote, right. um, two year old, which is not big at all. <laughs> That's like, a little. Say that. <laughs> I know. Like wait till they're like eight or nine or 10 or 13. Like they're going to be big kids then. Um, but anyway, so she's, it's just difficult. Like I, you know, I am particularly attached to her and I treasure that attachment, but it also makes leaving her for the day um, hard. And I also have read that, you know, daycare, kids in daycare have a higher level of stress throughout the day, mm. even though they don't exhibit it. And I, I mean, that's probably the, one of the best and worst things I read, <laughs> like as I was yeah. preparing for yeah. motherhood, 
because it made me realize that like um how hard it is it's going to be for them and also realize like it's a real struggle out there um mm -hmm. and that there is how important that attachment is um and so you may think like well maybe if you're not as attached to her maybe it'll be better for her but in reality it's actually quite the opposite i found that um the the more that i nurture that attachment the easier it mothering her is so mm -hmm. daycare is a struggle in terms of drop off in terms of i don't get to see her all the time in terms of am i emotionally scarring her also the fact that there's a kid who hits in class and she's been oh, no. taking swats at me so you know just those things and like also like, i don't have full control over how she's parented mm -hmm. because whether you like it or not those are teachers but they're parents like right. they're helping your kid parent right um and but at the same point, I'm trying to come to terms with that. The whole idea of like daycare is not completely new. Like moms back in the hunter-gatherer days, like they had other people watching their kids. It wasn't like they were attached to them 24-7. There were times when, you know, they'd have to go to the bathroom. They'd have maybe not for eight-hour chunks of time, but there were other people in that, right. in their in their circle who took care of their kids. So I'm trying to come to terms with that. The whole emotional scarring thing is always just top of mind like I'm kind of potty training her not really <laughs> <laughs> well I will say that was one of the awesome things about daycare is that they potty trained my son for me so <laughs> amazing they're kind of doing that it. but not really yeah it's <laughs> it's um yeah it's just everything that I think of and it's not like I totally kill myself over it um, right because you can worry until no end you can worry about right. every step they take you can worry about them running out in the street you can worry about you know whether you have the car seating correctly you can worry about if they're watching too yeah. much tv i mean it's like the list can go on and on so let's all lose a cape put on the cape whatever you want to do right, right? Just <laughs> <laughs> do something with but, that cape just yeah. know you can make it you can do use it, it. <laughs> use it as a blanket you know like it's there and like just like take care of yourself know that you're not alone in it because um, I know that that's like the biggest lesson I learned is like even when I was breastfeeding my daughter like you know those first couple oh, first however many nights um it's like 3 a.m and you're like oh my god I cannot believe I'm up again nursing yeah. this baby yeah. and then I had this moment where I was like oh my god it's around